Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing Sheila in the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill. It's time to get ill with some birds with friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo will for sure Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm going to get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's going to make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the post-game pod from London, in Shields hotel room, we have in in hopes of recapturing the post game pod magic. We've held on a little bit. It's near midnight here in London, as the Eagles have moved to four and four ahead of the bye, even at four hundred at five hundred rather, with a what was the score of this game? Twenty four eighteen eighteen victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sheil, how are you? All right, so to describe the scene here, there's no way to put any football on. There's no football <laughs> available on TV. We hear I, that uh, Ty Montgomery's just had a bit of a yeah, a bit of a howler. I guess so, yeah. The iPad, nothing's working. So we are removed from all other NFL action today. We are removed from whatever's happening in baseball. Uh, I don't even know how to describe Bo's scene right now. He's got a lozenge and a glass of, next to it, a glass of wine. It's a, he, he just knocked on the wrong door before he came up here. Uh, so there's to the, the, lad I sound the, a bit like, not, uh, accent wise, but, yeah. uh, voice wise, I sound a bit yeah. like, uh, I don't know what's the right comparison a, Patrick Mahomes I would or, say uh, a Russian who hasn't gargled with salt water in many a night hmm. I'll take it so there's that uh, yeah you know our London trip is wrapping up Eagles Bobby London town Eagles get the win four and four going into the bye it was uh you know it was an entertaining game I would say I wasn't bored by that. I wouldn't say it was like the best played game I think or it was a high level it was quite sloppy but it was entertaining it was entertaining. And it was tense. There it, were some, I tense. felt like there was, uh, you know, towards the end there. Well, I, yeah, I, that's, I think that's my general um, thesis for this game is... Are you going to do this the whole time again or no? I don't know. Okay. I, I'm already feeling it's... Very into, polarizing, into the last Irish. one. Mm, yeah, but, I mean... That's not going to The more you. people hate it, the more right. I'm likely to do it. Um my general thesis for this game is, yes, they won. It's great that they're 500, but they didn't play well again. And I know that there's all these confounding factors, uh, the flight, everybody's still jet-lagged, playing a pretty good defense, but they still played like mostly rubbish and found a way to win. Well, the thing is, it's not, you know, there will be all these narratives this week about, oh, they found, you know, they found a way to finish, and I'm sure Peter Doug... This was basically the same game as last week. It was a very similar performance with your 
kind of facing Blake Bortles instead of Cam Newton and one play goes your way and another doesn't, which probably means that, you know, you could say that maybe the response to last week's game was probably an overreaction Mm. in some ways. And that I think that's right. And that this one, you know, you're not blown away. You're not leaving this game saying, they're back, baby. Super right. Bowl, here they come. But, right. you know, my big thing has been throughout, you know, I guess this would be my thesis, is that just stay in it. Just stay in it. For and sure. And then hope that um, December 13th rolls around. And I don't know who they play or, you know, I don't know if that's around the Cowboys-Rams. Yeah, it really sounded like you had a game circled in your mind. No, but you know, that's the time period. Around that time period, that's when you want to have those games where you're like, okay, all right, now it's all coming together. And um, you can see some of the issues from earlier in the season that were fixed. But it's very difficult because now more injuries today. And uh, I thought one of the bright spots of today was that, you know, they found a way with the backups to come in and some really a lot of the guys who performed today had like no role on last year's Super Bowl team. Right. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to many of them, but off the top of my head, you know, you've got Isaac Sayamalu playing, you've got Jordan Matthews, Avante Maddox, uh, Rasul Douglas had to get in there. Even more, very Wendell quickly. Smallwood. Uh, the marathon has been run accent wise. Okay. I think I'm. I am going Thank to. I may. Phew. I. Uh, I'm gonna just ease. We ease out now. All right. I may. <laughs> I will dip in phrase. back and Do forth. Do a phrase here and throughout there. Throughout yeah. the podcast, but with this condition, yeah. you're it's, really struggling. Yeah. This it's picture of you with the the wine and the lozenge is like a classic. The man you sum you up in one photo. The personal marathon has been run. <laughs> okay. Uh, even beyond that, there are guys who weren't even even on the roster or at least considered possible contributors who are playing meaningful snaps. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's Blake Borles picks up a first down on what could be the game-winning drive. In come Trayvon Hester and Bruce Hector at defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Dexter McDougal is the slot guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Josh Adams is getting carries when it matters. It's wild. Yeah, there were many moments like that. Like there was one where we looked down and it was Josh Sweat. Right. Uh, Trayvon Hester, Hester Bruce and Hector. Hector, and Chris Long. And then there was another, I remember, the um, Jag- Jaguars. Let's stick with that. The bloody Jaguars. The Jaguars were setting up like a uh, sort of pick play, and so their receivers are lined up really close to each other, and the two defenders on that are Rasul <laughs> Douglas and Dexter McDougal. Right. And it's just like, wow, this and is a... Trey uh, Sullivan's playing dime, although I think right. they only played one snap of dime. Yeah, so I mean, if it was, ne- it was never more apparent today that... It's just a different team than last year. It's like a really drastically different group of players, it feels like, as we'll get to some of the plays, even the the big plays that were made in a positive manner just weren't guys who were here uh, last year, and they're having a very different journey. And it's just like every game is coming down to the end, and either someone makes a play, doesn't make a play, you got a call, don't make a call. I mean, all of these games, except for that Giants one, uh, have really been the same way in that respect. And today... You know, we, yeah, we very well could have been talking about, man, I, the offense went three and out and the, you know, defense gives up a, a score, but uh, the defense ends up getting the stop. And then Wendell Smallwood has the big, ru- big run and Jim Schwartz. Uh, this actually wasn't shown on TV. I checked with my friends. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I was watching the sideline. And after that, I see like, uh, you know, this guy just looks like a maniac. Going crazy. And I'm asking you, like, who is that Schwartz? And you're like, yeah. And um, 
I'm curious if you kind of remember uh, precisely what he did. I mean, I remember like a big. He was doing sort of like a, sort of like a bit of like a Vince McMahon. I called it a strut in my strut. piece. Okay, good. Yeah, I think there was a big high five and a hug for Deuce Daly. I want to say, and then he, you know, he did that. He which he had done once before. He yes. sort of ripped off the head. But this was like even like, more. Yeah, yeah. So he, he hugs and handshakes Deuce Daly, struts down the sideline like so excited. Just I think he took off the headset. And whatever that is that's on it's your attached uh, to his belt, atta- yeah. and I think he like swung it and then <laughs> chucked it, and then he's going over to like the bench. I mean, Jim Schwartz um, for a guy who we don't often see really showing any type of emotion on the sideline. You're right; there was the one game this year yeah. that they won at the end. I don't even remember what game that was, but uh, they was won at the land? end. And he just, you know, he took off the headset and just threw it to the ground. But that was like the end of the game as he was going towards the middle of the field. Right. This was, there was two minutes left. Smallwood had the run. I mean, the game was over. And, um, you know, and I think that was a good sort of scene of what it felt like for this team. They were, I just feel like they let out this huge sigh of relief. Even watching the sideline after the game, like you're seeing like hugs and yeah. the locker room. Very and the locker room was this was the most celebratory yes. of any of the four wins they've yep. had this season no doubt. by a, by a significant margin. Now part yeah. of that is because they've got the bye coming, mm-hmm. so you get to celebrate the time off coming with a nice uh, taste in your mouth. But yeah. I think you know guys did say that this game meant a lot. Fletcher Cox was like, "I hate to say this, I I hate to say this, but this was a must win uh, yeah. for us." And I think that's that's partially true. But uh, I think you're right. You try to get the wins, you stack the wins, and stay in it. But again, I, I do think that this was like basically the exact same performance as last week. You have. Um, as I say that, maybe there are some there are some things. Like Carson Wentz, we we do have to talk about. Turns the ball over twice on the first two possessions of the game. Yeah, uh, he is getting a little bit sloppy with the ball. They're dealing with all these moving parts on the offensive line. Lane Johnson leaves after the first series. Jason Peters misses most of the second quarter, but then comes back and plays the second half. Um, but they found a way. They finally crossed that twenty three point. Barrier for the se- only the second time after the Giants game. Jeez, that's depressing. By one point, isn't like it depressing? That's a barrier. But the thing is, it feels like they're moving the ball on offense, right? Like it feels it really like the does. offense is yes. doing well, but it also feels like it really is a struggle to get to those twenty-four points. It's not because even when they're moving the ball, and I know they had five explosive plays, yeah. passing plays against a defense that was best in the league and at not allowing explosive plays coming in. It just feels like they have to work so hard on offense, even though they are doing it well. Yeah. Nothing's coming easy. Yeah, it seems like they're scheming up, and it'll be fun to look at the uh, the film and get some help on that. It does seem like they're scheming up the big plays mm-hmm. quite a bit today. It very well, this might have been like a really good game in terms right. of play design and play calling, and because, you know, just some of them, like the Goddard play, the Goddard you know, play was, was wide open. Yeah. Um, and so even Carson Wentz, when I asked him about that play, he was like, "Great, that was a great call by Doug." So. And they had called timeout before that, so they would, had a chance to set it up. Right. That was nice. And that was right after. That was right in the middle of when they had the offensive line was Vitae at left tackle, Wiz at left guard, Kelsey Brooks and Siamalo at right tackle yeah. because both uh, Peters and Johnson were out at that point, and so they were moving the pocket a little bit on that drive after mm-hmm. they had turtled on the drive previous, and we were killing him yeah. a little bit. Uh, they get the uh, 
turnover, the, the fumble forced by Avante Maddox, and they get that one, uh, first they take a shot to Nelson Aguilar, yeah. then Wentz somehow gets the first down, evading the scramble, and then on the next play, they hit the, the Goddard touchdown. I mean, that was the biggest sequence of the game. No question. At that point, the Jaguars are dry, they're up 6-3, they're driving into field goal range, you know, Bortles actually completed that pass, Yeah. and so let's say even if they get a field goal there, it's 9-3, they're getting the ball back to start the second half, or if they, if they score a touchdown there, um, you know, it's 13-3 to Yeah. at that point, and you're, you're going into the second half without the ball down 10, like... Man, that could have been a really like yeah. you know they they maybe they don't win that game so yeah I would say that sequence Maddox forcing the fumble and then Goddard the touchdown two rookies uh, unbelievable I making know. the uh, you know I don't want to say season saving <clears throat> I mean I still disagree the must win stuff all the Washington won again today but right. it just feels like you know you could still probably sneak in but there's no doubt that this was a very important game I mean go I can't even imagine what the city would be like for the next yeah. two weeks uh, three and five entering the second half of that schedule which seems like it's more difficult and then like you said losing in the same way that you have been losing these games. So, Can you imagine if they blew this second-half lead again to Blake Bortles this time? That Well, I, I, I said to you at one point, <laughs> do you have it written down? <laughs> uh, no, but the, okay. what I do have written down is with uh, 8.22 left in the third, when they go up 17-6, to six, you looked at me and said, is the defense going to defense here? <laughs> well, like and they started they to defense. They did. That's bit. exactly yeah. what they did. Defense yeah, there. They did defense. A and little. like the second, the second that the Jaguars become one dimensional and can, and don't have time to run the ball, they throw it all over the place. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing how that keeps ha- happening. But yeah, I said in, in the fourth at one point, I remember saying, yes. if Bortles leads them back against the season's over, the season's over. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't recover from that. No. Like. You have no shot at beating not good teams. Not only like that can happens. you not recover, you shouldn't be allowed to recover. Right. Like yeah. the the commissioner should come down and say, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, your season's over. Right. Get your guys healthy. <laughs> yeah. Come back next season." That's right. But that didn't happen, and so now we have, um, you know, some what will be entertaining games in the second half of the season. You have some rookies contributing that maybe you didn't expect. Well, and I stole your thunder a little bit. I, okay. I apologize. I tweeted yeah. out that thing about how uh, the two rookies were. You know the reason they were winning at halftime, and how maybe that's a you know yeah. a good reminder not to not to trade your draft. Well, I didn't for, say that part. That was your. Team. Yeah, I did, yeah. but I mean, you still pointed. It's it a out. massive overreaction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Make a couple plays. Uh, I do. I still. I would agree that when I watch this offense, there are just times in the game where I'm like, "Gosh, they need some speed or athleticism or something." You know, they've got the big boys. I mean, You've I wrote got the Alshon and the Ertz in the notebook. And the I wrote about how Jordan Matthews has had a couple of these big plays. You know, he's that Z receiver. What a game for him! What a game! He's the leading receiver with four catches for ninety-three yards, and they were big catches. I mean, two were or thirty-plus, and another was a third down, I believe. Right, um, and both of the thirty-plus catches, he was not the primary read. Uh, so that's not like he was. He was schemed for that, but that's a good job on on Carson Wentz. And you know. We've been saying all along they need a deep threat. He's sort of provided a little bit of that. I yeah. I think that's overstating it. Yeah. Um, but he is in this in this role that he has not played before. He said after the game, uh, you know, somebody asked him a good question about, do you think this sort of uh, proves people wrong that you were not a, a deep threat? He said, well, I always thought that was dumb. Uh, 
uh, you know, when I got here, Chip told me that, you know, you're going to be the slot receiver. And anytime I had a big play, it was a catch and run, but I was never really running on the outside. I can run with anybody. And he always brings up, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like clockwork. He always brings up SEC all-time leading receiver. Oh, he does. Yeah. I thought, and the other thing he always brings up is, you know, Chip needed someone who knew the offense. I don't, I never understand this. He says to play like the slot. To communicate the play calls, to like what? Yeah, yeah, he has some theory about this. I don't know if he used it tonight, but we actually should become. (laughs) I mean, we've yeah, because we've been pretty critical. He's done a good job. He's done. He made all the plays that were there for him to make today, and and put him in the same category of guys who obviously you were not expecting to be even a, a minor factor in this season. I mean, he may not have been. He may not be like great. But considering the Kamarikans and yeah. Marcus Wheatons that they were throwing out there at one point in the season, he has done a very solid job. He has 10 catches for 200 yards this season. Yeah. Exactly. He has three catches of 30 yards or more. He had only 10 catches in his entire career, his four-year career leading in, that were 30 yards or more that were uh, deep passes. So there were a few that were short okay. catches and runs. Air yards. Air yards. Okay. Um, or at least just qualified as deep passes yeah. by the NFL play-by-play data. Um, so he's playing a different role, and he's he's doing it fine. I think, you know, and yeah. I think we were both uh, poo-pooing that signing when when they signed him. So I think I think they deserve, and he deserves a little bit of credit. I think I think we under at least I underestimated him. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, he made they needed him. In this game, yeah. and he made. Uh, there were some difficult. You know, those weren't easy catches. Yeah, like, that like one the by Titans the sideline was really nice. Was really Third nice. down. Yeah, uh, he didn't have a lot of separation, and he kind of uh, leaped up there and um, Took made it a away. nice yeah. grab. So yeah, absolutely. And he actually made, made a nice play um, of knocking away an interception at one point. You're in this right. Game. Yeah, yeah, was that the end of the first half? Maybe I think that was. Uh, I don't know when it third. Was. I think that was a different third. Down. They were backed up though, quarter. right? I think it was third quarter okay. when they, they had were on their territory that led to the field goal. Okay. That tied it, made a two-point game. I think that's what it was. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, he definitely does. So think of the names we're talking about. I mean, imagine August. It's I, crazy. I say, hey, after that London game, we're after an Eagles win, we'll probably lead the show with Avante Maddox, Dallas Goddard, Jordan Matthews, Wendell Smallwood. Yeah, you can Josh throw in Adams, there. I mean, that was a bit. That was a big boy run he had to ice yeah. it, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I barely even saw that. That was a tough angle for us, but. It seemed like he was doing his, like I've said before, he needs like three defenders right. on his back. Then yeah. he can pick up some yards after contact. He just can't like break a tackle one-on-one. The screen was, uh, I think that one, you definitely have to give credit to Doug on, right? I mean, Fantastic. that was just like, yeah. um, even Kelsey was like, yeah, we didn't have to do that much on that play. It was uh, against man coverage, the perfect call at the right time. And uh, that is good coaching because the screen game through the first, I would say, Six weeks. I'm ballparking here. Yeah, last it was like a disaster. Week they had a couple ones, yeah. yeah, and then last week they hit a couple, uh, and tonight they hit a. I think there was one play. other game. No, this is okay. pedantic, so but I think fifth. yeah, five out of the first six games okay. they were bad. They were disasters. But yeah. they worked on it, tried different things, and uh, have schemed that up pretty well. Also, it was a funny moment in the locker room. What's the deal? Where do coaches generally shower in the locker rooms? Well, I think it depends on the layout of the different locker rooms. But they're generally not with the the players, right? Right. But today... They were? Well, I don't know if the shower was, but like uh, defensive line... You taking shower notes? Well, it's in my day after. Well, this was just funny because Chris Wilson walked 
was walking with like a you know a towel on, and Josh Sweat is going to the shower, and Sweat just starts cracking up. And Wilson's like, what? And he goes, Coach, I can't deal with you. And then he's just dying. He's saying to someone else, like, look, Coach in his towel. Like, so, uh, it would, they were just in such a good mood. I mean, it was unbelievable in the locker room. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a Super Bowl celebration, but for a Week 8 game that you win by six points yeah. against the Jaguars. It was also a very weird situation in the locker room considered with all the media national yeah. media yeah some people it seemed like they weren't really media they were like mm. taking selfies in there and stuff so yeah. uh it was a bit of a weird scene yeah a bit dodgy tough. it was a yeah it was it was a bit dodgy yeah okay a bit tough to get a one-on-one yeah i'm really kicking myself i we've we've already talked yeah. about this but i had a, i well, had don't give it away well i'm not going to give okay, the well, specifics still, okay, away but right. you know I did this post away my rookie that thing, really you know. was just... I'm sure it's fine. Read that at theathletic.com uh, <laughs> slash yeah. Philly. Pay, or... your, pay your money for that. Yeah. But, I, you know, there was, one, there was one thing in the locker room that should have clicked to me, that that should have been the story that I was writing. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me until the very end of the locker room, and, and especially when I was really listening. And that would have been a much better story. And I'll try to make it a story no. moving forward, but... It, it would have been it would have been a much better game. Your body clock's messed up. You're chewing on lozenges. You're in a different yeah, time you know, zone. I, it gives me a different appreciation for you know. You, not everybody has a good. Not everybody. You can't have a great game all sixteen games. Oh, you know. No, I have like two out of sixteen. I'm yeah. happy. All Who, right. What what, what uh, player do you think that's a good comp for? Two out of sixteen. Well, maybe not two out of sixteen, but your your uh, variance. Is uh, compared to who you would say? Um, I don't know that I'm high variance. Hmm. I don't know the high ceiling and the okay. low floor are there. I feel like yeah. Who so you don't think you're foals? No, can I be like Brandon? I don't know that I'm a, a Brandon Brooks is probably giving myself Brooks too much credit, but I, I would say that type of uh, I would someone get, else in there. I'm gonna. I, I would give you. I would give you even higher than Brandon Brooks. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna say I'd be happy to be Brandon Brooks level. Brandon Brooks is actually pretty good. Yeah, he's solid. There aren't a lot of guys who can get better than Brandon Brooks. Solid. He's not winning game balls left and right, but you're not blaming him for the loss. How about uh, how about like a little Alshon Jeffrey? Hmm. Nobody f's with us. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get. I think you get Alshon. That's pretty good. Okay. Well, he disappears. Like, like well, not this year. Not this year. Looks very spry, this guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't have a, have a big have game, a break. but yeah. <coughs> Jalen Ramsey, <laughs> I was charting that. <coughs> yes, the cough is back for all you all you fans. <laughs> uh, four catches for 35 yards. Those, those, and it says he was targeted five times. I'm not sure that that's accurate. Maybe there was one at the end of might the game. Have, or it might have been like a throwaway yeah, throw where away. he was close by. Um, Ramsey was shadowing him for the, most of the game, yeah. I would say 90% of the plays. The catches he did have, he looked they like were, awesome on. And two of them were very big third yeah. down catches. Um. So if that was the low end of his variance, I think that's. I think. I think you got Alshon. I okay. think Alshon's a little better than Brooks. I think Alshon's been the fourth best player on the team this season. I run like an old man. That's, there yeah. you go. Okay. Which we'll get to kind of. Who? What, what does that make me? You. Mm. You're probably a little more high variance, I would say. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Okay. Uh, the Wentz turnover. So on the 
fumble. I Brandon think. Graham, I can get I can get okay. killed and disappear, but also make a big play. Okay, I don't know. That's a good one. Uh, Wentz took accountability. I thought for the fumbling. What did he say? He said it sucks. Something I got to clean up. Something yeah, I got to look in the mirror. Football players look in the mirror more than anybody else. We got to look. We got to look in the mirror. It's like well, every game they're what about looking models. In the Maybe. Um, he said sometimes maybe you just got to get the ball out quicker. It's less ball security, and uh, the ball's got to come out. I haven't seen a good replay of that. The replay situation was not good. So if we're talking about some of these plays and you're like, you idiots, that's right. not what happened. Right. That's our excuse. Like someone was telling me that the, the Nigel Bradham call on uh, – Les Bowen, the, I think. The head, even before that, oh, but the, okay. the, you know, the hit to the head on Blake Bortles was terrible. Yeah. I have no idea. Looked uh, I saw one replay. My bench looked, looked like a good call. So I'm sure that's wrong. Well, it could have been called for, like, I think a, a taunting or I think they specifically said, like, hit to the head. And the replay right. showed pretty clearly that uh, he didn't hit him in the head. Now, so. we both thought the Adams fumble looked like the ball was starting to come out. Yeah. I think he But had, everybody else says it was a good call. I think he had a uh, gravitational buttock that really helped mm. him there. And did you see what his mom <laughs> said? No, wait, what? Joe, Did you say that? Joe Dolan, friend of the pod, okay. asked, I guess they must have had Josh Adams on the uh, post-game show. Okay. And he complimented Josh Adams on um, the big bootiness that allowed him to be down by contact. Oh, there. okay. And uh, his, his Josh Adams' mom tweeted at Joe Dolan and said, it's genetics. I gave him that junk in the trunk. Oh, my. I need to find that. This needs to go in the day after piece. That's I fantastic. It. You know what? Not everyone's stuff is showing up. I have a list of people mm. I, whose tweets I want to see, and I don't see all their tweets. Did well, you recently do it? I mean, Twitter is an unimpeachable, well, yeah. great okay. uh, format, right? Yeah, I mean, when they paused it on the big screen in the stadium, uh, the, the buttock, When you pause it, it looks like he's down. The buttock was but touching But when, when it's the moving picture, it yeah. seems like the ball is starting I agree. to come I out. didn't think they were going to overturn it. Yeah, me neither. I thought it was like, all right. If you wanted me to say, I would say he's down, but I wouldn't. I don't think Eagles fans would have had much of a. Uh, and I mean, listen, he can't be fumbling that ball no matter what, right? Like, whether his whether his butt's down or not. Jeez, that really it's felt like us. it was going to be a, uh, just like the that was it that season, was season defining moment right yeah. there. It really could have been so um, unbelievable. And then and he got his first catch. I was going to say you I take was, that away. I was he, livid. He he, uh, he played very well, and uh, you know they really did run the ball. Very well in this game. They averaged, I think it was yeah, 4.8 yards per carry. That's distorted because yeah. Wentz was taking some knees there at the end. Uh, well, but it's also distorted because some of them are Wentz scrambles, and Aguilar okay. had a 14-yard run. So oh. the running backs oh, were... Okay. Well, Adams, 9 for 61, 6.8 yards per carry. When, oh, I'm surprised looking at Smallwoods. Eight for 24. I thought he, I yeah. thought he and was. Corey Clement, like, is, is Corey Clement. Something's like, up, let's be honest. Something's up, right? Yeah. Health wise. Is it like a. Is it like a, a Monstars thing? A Space Jam thing? Is it like a Men in Black thing where his, his memory of his past self has been deleted? I think it's a three days after the season's over. That's what you think it is? Corey Clement had yada, yada, yada surgery on this. this well, it was this. dealing with the hamstring. Yeah. I don't know. He does not look like the same guy. No. And his numbers, I, I don't know what his overall numbers are. Um, they don't seem good. And they're not playing him that much. I mean, those are all the right. signs um, that something's That's all right. Darren Sproles is going to fix it all. 
Is he coming back? Wendell did have two catches for 42, of course. The big one was the 36-yard touchdown. He also seemed like he had a very bad uh, blitz pickup miss that got Wentz. That's the biggest Clement thing to me. Yeah. Is he was so reliable in pass protection last year. He can't even do that on third down right now. Clement? Did he screw something up today? No, but that's what I mean. Why isn't he out? Oh, because okay. Smallwood right. yeah. keeps screwing things yeah, up. Yeah, no, that's he fair. keeps boning it. That's true. Yeah, get out there and just block somebody. He can't just go out Clement's there and do very it. Very good at that. I, yeah, I agree. His his hamstring's broken, but he can't he can't identify blitzers. I don't know. It's a it's a bit dodgy. It's a bit dodgy. There's no doubt about it. All right, let's see what else I got here. Uh, the interception. The. Uh, information I got was kind of exactly what you had uh, very well identified live, which was Jalen Ramsey made like a great play. Right, he's coming off his. He's coming right. off. They, I think they were in. Uh, they, I think it might have been uh, Perkins said it might have been a little too invert. I don't know. We'll really? Watch. He it used might the, because he well, used the word invert. That's interesting. Yeah. Because, well, so Jeffrey's on the right side of the formation, right. coming across. Ramsey's his guy, yeah. but instead of like closely yes. following That's Jeffrey, what Perkins said he starts following, and then he, he backs yeah, off. He yeah, said, he said once he saw uh, Jeffrey go underneath, he kept going deep. Yeah, and then Perkins Perkins said because uh, so Perkins and Goddard are in the locker room just watching this play over and over on their phone. I didn't know what play it was uh, at the time, but I was waiting uh, to talk to them, and they're watching it. And then so I was interviewing him, and I'm like, "Oh, were you watching?" Uh, Goddard's touchdown, mm. and he's like, "No, we were watching the uh, interception." He goes, "I was thinking this is about to be the easiest touchdown <laughs> I ever got." Yeah, that's the way Carson <laughs> threw it. Yeah. He just lobbed it up there, he like goes, and then he sick. comes and just darts across my face. <laughs> so uh, both he and Wentz were just like, "That was a great play by Ramsey." Mm. We'll rewatch it and look at what it looks like on film. But um, I don't know. I you know, Wentz has thirteen touchdowns and two interceptions. Fumbles, absolutely. Yeah, I Sacks, agree with absolutely. that. I mean, it, lo- it looks like his worst throw of the year because of how bad yeah. it was. But there's but only been... T- there's a oh, reason... Oh, no, you know what? I'm going to take it back because there were probably three balls at least today that could have been intercepted. That's true. So this was not a great decision game, I would say. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I'm kind of on both sides of the fence there. I mean, statistically, all right, two interceptions in six games. It's like, all right. I think it's fair to get on him for ball security, mostly because of the fumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the the Jaguars were getting their uh, hands on a lot of footballs today, it felt like. All right. Uh, Defense through eight games, allowing 19.5 points per game. (laughs) Last year, 18.4. Is that incredible? Doesn't it feel like it should be more? Well, is that a wrong stat? What I would like to know is what uh, – I'm sure we can look this up. I wonder what where the Eagles' defense ranks in terms of percentage of points allowed in the second half. Mm, okay. Because it seems like they keep playing well in the first half, and then, and then just when the game becomes a little bit less scheme and a little bit more – uh, we 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 felt each other out. We're now yeah. we're, now we're in the middle rounds of just one one man against another. Although you know eleven on eleven, yeah. uh, that's when they just they can't do anything. They mm. can't stop any kind of passing game. Yeah, no matter what they do, when when the pass rush is just as you've said before, a little bit less dominant. Yeah, 
they can't stop anybody. I mean, they could they couldn't stop Blake Bortles today. Three, four weeks ago, they couldn't stop Marcus Mariota. Like, what are they doing? Well, today was a fascinating game plan because they were very blitz heavy. Yes, Fletcher Cox says he thinks it was the the most blitz heavy they've ever been under Schwartz. That's what Jenkins said uh, as well, which is really interesting. Coming off that last game where. He was under some criticism, right, for not blitzing well, more. Well, we talked about last year how we think this this coaching staff is at times a little bit rabbit-eared. Could be. I don't know. But it, it's – you know what? And that also I think could have – maybe it came from inside the building and from players mm. and or other assistant coaches um, in saying, you know what, we probably should have been – again, they weren't playing prevent, but they were not blitzing a lot mm. and um, rushing with just four and – that wasn't working against the Panthers. And then today, uh, yeah, they come out and they're throwing all kinds of blitzes at Bortles. And I think in the first half, very effective, I would say. And then it sort of yeah. wasn't as effective. Four sacks total. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as effective down the stretch. But, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think last week was the – I forget I had the stat in there earlier when I wrote about it. But it was the his, like, lowest blitz frequency or, like, among the three uh, lowest since he'd become the head coach of the Eagles. Like it wasn't just his standard is usually, I think it's about 20%. I want to say 20 to 23%. That's like how often uh, he blitzes. So it's not like they never do it. Um, and I think last week it was like under 5%. And it'll be really interesting to see what the numbers are for this one. So they got really aggressive. They felt like they needed to get aggressive. And, um, you know, for the most part, I guess it worked out. And then they stumble. Towards the end, but if I would have told you, we kind of played this game last week, but before the season, through the first eight games, the defense is allowing 19.5 points per game, seventh fewest in the NFL. Wentz plays six of the first eight games. Yeah. He improves his, his completion percentage and his yards per attempt from last year, throws 13 touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, you're thinking Super Bowl. Yeah. Six and two, seven and one. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible that some of those, you know, that those things are out there and that this is a 4 and 4 team that you feel like Well, and eh. it's not like this is a 4 and 4 team that is uh that's record is not telling the whole story. Right. I mean their point differential is basically like zero, plus, right? I like, think it's like plus 20 at this point. Oh, it's even that high. I'm, but that's not I mean Right. Yeah, so uh, if you want to say 5 and this 3 This is like this is this is their record is who they are. Yeah. As cliche as that, as football guys, that sounds. Um, yeah, I mean, part of the reason for that is the as as Shield takes a big old yawn as we <laughs> cross midnight. Uh, I didn't change into my joggers. You didn't. I'm We're still, both still. I'm we, still in we, shirt we brought pants. a little bit of juice in this yeah, game. I guess so. I went full. I went full suit. London's a you know a fashion town. Mm. I went tie too. I don't like packing the uh, this whole suit. For I a want long the garment bag. Like yeah, I had which is nice for the for the flight, but you know that I'm gonna have to lug it around now. And then the flight back, what do you do? Do you hang stuff back up? Or yeah, will you just stuff it in there. You do. Okay, I'll hang it back up. All right. Um, only because it's easier. Right. Kind of. What am I gonna just see that black bag over there? That's my laundry bag. Hmm. You use those for the laundry bag? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Huge. Do you roll your clothes up to put them in there to make it uh, take always. up less space? Not always. Oh, you mean when you're packing or in the laundry bag? No, like those are my dirty clothes in there. And, so and they're rolled up? They're rolled up because it takes up less space, I feel. Yeah. 
That may or may not be true, but it's how I'm not gonna like fold a dirty cloth, you know? Right. Cloth. <laughs> item. Cloth. A dirty item of cloth. Okay. Uh, I don't always fold the dirties. I yeah. mean, roll the dirties. Okay. But, it depends you know, how much space to, you have to work. It with. is funny how, like, you know how how uh, uh, pristine you like pack the bag mm. on the way there. You think you've got all the space, and then you know on the return, you're like, "How did I fill this stuff yeah. in to begin with?" Like, get in there. Yeah. Really disrespectful towards the used clothing. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Okay. I don't remember what I was talking about. Well, how about some? Oh, of the, the, the reasons. Some of the you know, there are some of the reasons that are explainable as to why. Those things are going the way they are, and yet they're still just four and four. There are lots of injuries to account for. Yeah, there is um, Doug Peterson being fearful. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I've lost my tra- my train. Of well, let's talk mind. about the the injuries and who's going to fill in. So Lane Johnson, I think uh, Jeff McLean of the Inquirer reported MCL MCL tear. I think he reported tear. I think I can't remember tear or sprain, but. Basically, he's gonna he, his season isn't over, but he's gonna be out for a little while, yeah, just like, like everybody else on the roster. Well, yeah, uh, he's, it sounds like a week to weaker. A week to weaker, yes. It's not a short term thing, so that puts Vitae in there, right at uh, right tackle, and then you're worried about is Peters gonna be able to make it through these games? Every game, man. Every game. Uh, Sayamalu jumps in there at right tackle today. He's playing left guard and right tackle. Uh, was like you said, Wisniewski had to come in when Kelsey got like. A little... I'd almost at the point where I don't know if I would. I wouldn't rather have Wiz at left guard and Simalo at right tackle than Vitae at right tackle. Really, I disagree with that. Well, it's because you've been reading too much Joe Banner. <laughs> well, maybe he is on the theathletic dot com. I'll, I'll put a little stock into the uh, into Vitae into uh, Vitae getting, getting a week practice. Getting a week to yeah, okay. yeah. I'll give him some time. I mean, it's not like he's a complete unknown. Like he did, um, you know. For sure, he did show he was okay last year when he got a chance to play there. But you know that that's certainly going to be a the bigger factor is yeah. If if Peters now goes down while Lane Johnson's out, then it's this. Um, Baitai and Sayamalu or Pryor and Mylata. I guess they're going to have to step it up a little bit. I don't know what Mylata was doing. He he had on like a media credential after that. I don't know. He, he was doing something after the game. <laughs> he's he's so enjoying good. his NFL life. I will say that, right? Well, it's like a game in London, it? and he listened to the post game. He listened yeah. to the Tuesday pod and knew that an Australian accent was going to get him right. privileged access. Right. So we'll see if any of those guys do anything. That's one injury. Jalen Mills, foot, right? I think that's right. Foot injury. He left the game. Russell Douglas comes in. Kamu Grugia Hill had a thumb injury. <laughs> he had like a huge cast on it. Did you see it? Yeah. It's like classic football guy. I was he's interviewing like, him, and I'm like, how's your thumb? He's like, oh, it's still that? attached, isn't yeah, it? Like, he's, yeah, he's like, I'll be fine. He's got this giant cast yeah. on his thumb that was just put on like... <laughs> Hours earlier, and then he played with it, right? Yeah. Playing with this giant cast on his thumb. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, right. uh, Rasul, I thought there were a couple big plays that were probably his fault. It felt the like. The one that comes. Got behind know. him. Oh, the one that. Well, I thought that one was not connected. Am I wrong about that? I'm thinking of the one that was like a crosser, and he just sort of lost him in the in the mush. Oh, uh, no, I didn't see that one. Corner on him. I thought there was one where Bortles kind of was rolling to his right a little bit. And Douglas, what an ugly throwing motion. I, that's so yeah. disgusting. 
and Douglas started sort of cheating over, not thinking the ball was going to come mm. back to his side. Then it got behind him. He was in zone, I believe. This could be wrong. This is what I was seeing live. Um, but to his credit, the first play, Malcolm Jenkins, right he, he told him, so he, he said, they're going to go right at you deep right now. Yeah. And uh, he played that well, so that's good. Nice. Um, the anti-Shermer, as I said. Yes. Shermer wouldn't have even known that there was a new cornerback out there. So um, do give the Jaguars credit there. So we'll see. We don't know the severity of Mills' injury. Got two weeks. Uh, It will either be him or Douglas out there. Darby, I thought, had a good game. Yeah, the big stop. I mean, I crush him when he he has bad games. Yeah, the big stop on fourth and two. After all his fourth fourth quarter, fourth downs that the defense has surrendered. And then he had, like, the biggest hit of his career. That was a nice little hit, yeah. It was a big, it was a, it was like a, can it be a, no, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to say like a, I was looking for worse than poor man's Sheldon Brown, but it, it shouldn't uh, even be mentioned in the same sentence. So I take it back. Don't rip me. I didn't say it. I, I just it was didn't want to leave you out there. Mystery. What was, was she going to say? young Capadia hobo Sheldon Brown. Mm, yeah. We were discussing Halloween uh, attire yesterday, and yes. I wondered if uh, that outfit would be... <laughs> Yeah, would be appropriate no now. Yeah, I, I feel like it's yeah. probably not appropriate anymore. But you you pulled it off well. Oh God, I hate Halloween. It's so terrible. <laughs> okay, um, just as much as you hate homeless people. <laughs> Let's see what else we Sorry. got. <laughs> it's crazy. I can never. Yeah, you come into work and that's all you're talking about is how much you hate homeless people. <laughs> yeah, I can never get you to stop. Uh. What happened to – oh, no, did you mention what happened to Jason Kelsey or no? No. Jason Kelsey, first play of the game, went to the sidelines because he got uh, cleated in the uh, – as he called it, the crown jewels. So, these, so none of these guys were cups? Sheil, I asked this – this is the whole thing. Okay. This is the story that I should have written tonight. I would – I obviously would be interested in it. I dropped the ball. My gosh. I asked that question to him. I I started to go down the road, but only after the locker room was about to close. It should have been my whole story. I should have been going around the locker room talking to guys about, you know, when did you get hit in the nuts during a football game? That should have been the gamer. That would have been the story. Yeah. Instead, I dropped the ball. Would have brought in some nice subs. No pun intended. Would have brought in some nice subs. Now I got to go back after the bye. (laughs) And talk to the locker room during the regular week about these about these ball questions. Well, all the reporters who are, of course, listening to Birds with Friends are going to try to steal my story. Yeah, terrible! I dropped the ball. Yeah, this was a this was a you know I, I my butt didn't hit the ground. I fumbled the ball like yeah. Josh Adams, and I do have a junk in the trunk. Yeah, well, I'm kicking myself in the. That was a story. It was right in front of my face. Well, couldn't see it. Let's just say it fogs up your mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else? We got anything else off the game? So they, they get the bye now. I feel like we've got a lot of uh, I feel like there's a lot we haven't talked about. Really? So. That's all? That's everything that was important about the game? Like, we're not even going to talk about the fact that Blake Bortles had a good game. They let Blake Bortles have a good game. Did he have a good game? Uh, 24 of 41 for 286 yards, 88.1. Standard. That's good for him. Mediocre game. He had 60 passing yards in the first half. He's capable of having He threw for 226 game. in the second half. Wow, that's crazy. 
Everybody's doing this. Everyone's doing it. You could throw for 200 okay. yards well, in the listen, second half. The only stat Jim Schwartz cares about is points allowed, 18 points. You should win. The defense is going to have to piece it together. We know this. They were so close to blowing this game. Yeah. He's, I can't like you watch Blake Bortles in warmups and you're like, how is this guy an NFL quarterback? The mm. mechanics are it's disgusting. Yeah. Makes me sick to my stomach. Really? Who's this punter? Al Cook? Lenny Lenny Cook, the former New York high school basketball great. I once wrote a story about Lenny Cook, uh, a creative writing story in high school. How was it? I'm sure it was bad. Okay. How about the showers here? Amazing. Well, you don't even have the good shower. We've got the shower with the button on and off. It's delightful. But mine has the two knobs, the one on the right. Albert, they call those Albert knobs is what they call those. Whatever. The one on the right is the temperature, and the one on the left is the bath faucet or the shower head. You set the temperature once, you're set for the whole trip. Why is this not everywhere? Amazing. I think they have those in the States somewhere. Where? The 35 years in the States. I've seen them before. I've been in hundreds of bathrooms, and I have never <laughs> seen that. I've, I've how many, tinkered with every kind of shower you've ever seen. How many bathrooms do you think you've been in in your life? You must have been in thousands of bathrooms. Thousands? Probably. Uh, sounds high. Over 45 years of your life? 35. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I have no idea. That's a great question. I feel it. Uh, maybe fewer showers, though. That's true. Sometimes about showers. Yeah, but think of all the hotels you've been in. Not that many. I, I guess maybe not a thousand bathrooms. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't know. Well, any, every time you go to a friend's house, every time you go to a public restroom, every time you go to a, a school. Yeah. That's got to be thousands of bathrooms. Maybe not with showers. You're right. Not with showers. Okay. And as as Les Bowen pointed out, the now I will say, the the press box bathroom was the best we've ever been in. But what stood out to me more was not the bathroom, okay. but the size of the paper towels. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna take it home with me. It was like the lap of luxury. I felt like a king. And the, the I would uh, never want to be. I would never want to see another paper towel again in my life. That's the word I'm looking for, like the plushness, the ability of that to absorb the moisture. Oh my god! If you listen, hands. if you're like me and you've got a, a, a stuffy nasal right now. Oh yeah. Oh my There's god! There's no way that I bad boy's roll, getting ripped. I could roll it. around in that thing. Lemur has always been a proponent of using the paper towel over the tissue for nose blowing. He said he needs the thickness. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Okay, I'm with Lemur. All right. Uh, I actually prefer- think toilet paper is is often the best solution. What? That's the dumbest <laughs> take you've ever had. Are you crazy? Not like a single ply. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Because if you can, no. if you can, if you can fold no. as many as you want in there, you All get right. you get the softness of no. the Kleenex with the depth of the paper no. towel. If you have enough toilet paper, so either you're using the cheap toilet paper, which is terrible for the nose blow because you're blowing a hole right through it. Not if you have enough, or you're using, but that's going to be a more rougher thing. Not than the paper towel. Okay, the paper so, towel is rough. So then, if you're using the you know more higher quality. Uh, toilet paper, that stuff like comes off on your face. You know, there's 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 like the little bits of the toilet paper 
rub off on your mustache. No. Yes. No. It's not meant for that. <laughs> Crazy. No. That's a last. That's a last ditch thing. I'm not saying I would never use it. Oh my gosh, what's he doing? He's going into his bag. Don't tell me he has a roll of toilet paper. Oh my gosh. He just pulled out a roll of toilet paper. You've been carrying that around with you all day? I've had a stuffy nose all day long. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. I've never seen anyone take a whole roll like that. What a move that is. I didn't know Where's we were that from going the hotel. Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you got to come prepared. Oh, that's uh that's that's definitely not the best solution. I would disagree with that. Well, uh, the best solution was those mammoth soft paper yeah. towels. It was very fun to cover a game there at uh well, Yeah, at we should talk about the uh we got to sit sure it's in open really air, which means you sort of sit outside. Very low, I felt like, to the field. Like, I mean, I've never had better sight lines. Except for all these jabronis who kept walking. No sense of a big play is about to happen. These reporters, they call themselves, (laughs) stand up right in front of me. Did you see what I was doing? I mean, I know you're a fuming. I was doing the exaggerated, like, look around. Uh. (laughs) I wanted them to know what complete jerks they were being. Yeah. And they didn't pick yeah, up on it. Yeah, you were it. livid. Yeah, so that was... But you were, you were a bit chuffed. When they were sitting down, then uh, yeah. it, it was great. It was fun. Um, 84,000, 85,000. The, the biggest crowd And it was legit. Year. We were yeah, looking around. Were a lot of people there. Not man. many empty seats. Um, definitely a little more Eagles fans than Jaguars fans. But really a lot of fan people who just had like random NFL jerseys on. So I would assume they just... Go to all the NFL games that are there and our uh, and our NFL fans. We were discussing this. We're kind of split. On one hand, it, it was a cool sort of game day experience there, and they did pack the place and sold it out. On the other hand, you really would like right. the people seem to have no the people in in and around London seem to not really don't care, seem yeah. to care at all. As the uh, border agent said to me when mm. my first conversation with a Londoner as I flew over, it's a shame you cover rubbish football and not real football. Nice. If my wife's listening, we were just friends. Mm. We were just having friendly conversation. <laughs> but, you know, that was her way of flirting or what it was. But, yep. uh, you know, that was... You've got, you've got a nice double bed. Uh, <laughs> two rooms of uh, two double beds looks like and there's been no action going on. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh! All right, that was a fun game. It was a fun game to cover. It really yeah. was. A, it's a great experience. Yeah, I would go. I would. That, that was, I would say that was my favorite uh, regular season press box experience. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. I have to think about that. Well, God forbid you think. I'm not ready to crown them. Mm. Uh, Indians everywhere in this town. You know, I like that. So, should we talk us, about London? Yeah, well, okay. well uh, we should also say that... Uh, I've got of, nothing else to say about this game. Part of the reason that we are uh, recording quite so late is because we took a little break Yeah, in between the uh, the writing and the potting once we got back to the hotel. You in, you indulged, my wife and I, with a little meal at an Indian restaurant. Yeah. On like a scale of uh, one to like home-cooked meal. How would you rate it? Oh, I thought you were going to say like one to ten samosas. Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, I would say a. I feel like it was a solid seven. Oh wow, that's pretty. That's higher than I was expecting. Six to seven, yeah. That's higher than I was expecting. I mean, you've been you've been talking about Actually, this. Actually, I don't know if five is average. Then maybe it was, it was probably like a five to seven. I haven't been I to think many. Seven's high. I haven't been to many Indian restaurants that I'm like. This I thought was it was terrible. very good, but yeah, that was felt good. You know, compared to well, as you said, I mean, our waiter was not an Indian, so that I kind know. Of turned I was, me off I was a like, bit. I was embarrassed the second we Indians the run the place, and then he is the waiter, which I kind of like. That what Indians run the place. Yeah. Or that he was the waiter? Both. Well, no, because then I'm asking him some questions he well, needs I mean, to I know. Well, I mean, I preferred an Indian waiter, too, but yeah, I would rather it be that than vice versa. That's true. I'd rather subvert the British-Indian relationship. Mm. Right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, but then I'm hitting him with questions. I know. I don't know. He, was, he, was he didn't not seem up, to know he him, did he? was not up to the task. Yeah. So, but... I know. You asked for the masala chai, and I said, uh, the tea? Yeah. Come yeah. on, dude. You've been, you've been hankering for that. The for chai? That. No. You've yeah. been hankering for that. I don't know what your people call since it. Since the day you landed. Before we uh, broke free from your... Uh... Mm, oppression. <laughs> Colonialism. <laughs> your... Uh... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know. This place obviously is crawling with Indians. Makes you know what though? I don't. You know what I don't like? See, in um, if I'm walking around Philadelphia, and generally if there's a fellow Indian and we mm. cross paths, you give a little little nod. Here, there's so many it's that so you don't do that. Nature, yeah, yeah, there's so many. But you uh, like that or you don't like that? Well, I don't. I, I don't have a great handle on the British Indian. <clears throat> I feel like it's a. Uh, you know, like the Philadelphia Indian, generally, I feel like is one of two categories. This is obviously going to be very offensive and probably. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Well, it actually, it shouldn't be. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, it's either the sort of uh, like sports obsessed, um, you know, you, you probably see them at the Eagles games in jerseys, to, you know, sort of. Uh, and then the other one is probably very heavy into the. Um, like robotics, and oh, okay. you know they're they're like uh, many, you know the 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 smartest kids in your school, and right. um, kind of, I feel like I'm not articulating this well, but I I that's the both both are great. Okay, I enjoy both factions, but I feel like I know what I'm going getting with the Philadelphia Indian. You I don't know that, what I'm getting with the British are, Indian. There are more uh, multitudes to the British Indian. There may be. I don't know what they're into. Okay. I feel like um, a higher percentage have like uh, you'll see like an earring or an interesting haircut. You know. Yeah. Maybe they're into the soccer hooligan scene sure. a little bit. So I don't know. I have an uh, I think I have an offensive take about. Uh, oh gosh. But what about the British Indian? No. Okay. Uh, so I was going to say probably about keep that London yourself. about the diversity in London. Mm. I, it's going to be an offensive I take? I think it's offensive. Oh, God. I think... Uh, I believe that what walking around... I mean, this is, you know, who, oh, who am I walking around? Oh, boy. It seems to me that there is more... Uh, there is less segregation of the diversity in London than... In Philadelphia, for instance. Who's that offensive to? 
I don't know. I'm trying to try. I don't want to step on toes. That feels a hundred percent. You think correct. that's that's accurate, right? Yeah. It's it's. Uh, well, I mean, everything it, is more uh, imbued together. It feels. Like. Well, yeah. I mean, I, we don't know every neighborhood and area. Yeah, so. of course. This is yeah. two days of yeah. walking around <laughs> a city. Like I would, you know, I would like say, like based on our, I was gone. I was in Brighton for a day. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, it is nice to hear every. There's many people <clears throat> speaking different uh, languages and accents and. Uh, its location. It's obviously people coming from different places. I'm sure there were probably a lot of the people we were mingling with may just be here for a week. Right. So I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm in on London. Yeah, the first time, this is the most I've ever been in on London. I've been twice before, once as a, as a wee lad. Okay. And then once uh, several years ago when we just did the very touristy stuff. This time, Really felt like I got a better sense of the city. What was more. your highlight? Well, the highlight was was probably the the trip to Brighton. Okay. But for those listening, that was like the one time Bo wasn't with me. By the way, that was his highlight. Mm. <laughs> it was a lovely day. Went to went to see the seagulls. Big victory over the wolves. Okay. Got some fish and chips by the sea. Okay. Uh, nice little day trip. Um, I don't know. We spent Friday walking around with a little borough market. Yeah. Pull, pulled in about nine miles of walking. That's the best way to see a city. That's good. Um, yeah. I, too, had a very memorable walk. As you said, go ahead. Well, so we, we had dinner. This was your personal uh, po- full podcast of Accent. This is my personal what? For me, doing an entire pod in the accent yeah. was like what your walk was. Oh, right. Okay. So we had, you know, we had dinner. You, you, your wife, our buddy, uh, James Simpson. Mm, Jemo. Great guy. Simpy. Great guy. Great tour guide. Yeah. Uh, you guys had been up very early. You retired. He took me on a little walking tour. Stopped by an additional pub. It was about... One o'clock, and I look on the Google Maps, and I, you know, it's time to retire back to the hotel. One in the morning, one in the morning, one in the morning, and uh, I see it's about three point two miles, and so I say, you know what, I'm feeling good right now. It's a nice temperature, like mid forties. Uh, you know, I hadn't been able to go out and see the city much yet, and so I said, I'm going to start walking, and uh, you know, at some point, if I get tired. I can find, uh, you know, another means, whether it's an Uber or a cab or um, obviously the tube to to get back to the hotel. So he's looking at his phone right now. He's pulling up well, some, I have notes. some notes. So so I started. Uh, <coughs> I start walking, and at first we're. <laughs> are you okay? No. At first we're in central London. It's crowded. There's people everywhere. It's so lively, you know. And so uh, at that point, it's easy. I buy this big uh, one liter of Evian. And carry it, carry it with me. Take some sips along the way, and uh, it's great. I've got headphones in. I'm listening to some podcasts, seeing the people, taking a nice walk, and then I start. You know, Google Maps is taking me to some. Uh, it feels like there's nobody around. Like I'm like, all right, anything could happen to me right now. No one would know, but it's still fine. It's fun, you know. Different neighborhoods. Then I see this creature, Bo. Like run out from under a car. I have no idea what it was to this day. It could have been a fox, a dog, or a cat. 
That's it. Those are the only three options. Well, it had four legs, a triangular face, <laughs> and, uh, and like the perky ears. How could you? How could you make out the triangular face? I, I mean, I don't know. That's just what I saw. It had, could have been a person. It had beady eyes, and it was doing one of these where it would look back at me, take a few steps forward, stop, look back at me, and so we're playing this game. I'm like, oh, it was a chicken. I'm like, anything could happen right now. This thing could attack me. I've got my Evian bottle. You know, I like animals, but if it's me or him, someone's got to go. You know how some people are just one with the animals? Yeah. Like, they would just be so comfortable and, like, running up and, you know. No way. Yeah. No, that, that's not really how I operate. So that, there's one thing about you that I would guess it would be that you're, you're one with the animals. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. Then, uh, you know, then I'm kind of, like, paranoid as I continue to walk. These streets are deserted. I'm, like, looking back to make sure this fox, dog, cat is not following me. I'm seeing signs for the London Zoo. I'm wondering if an animal has escaped. But, uh oh. You know, and then it gets to be like, uh, you know, I keep looking down at my phone. It's like a 2.2 miles, 1.8 miles. And then I get into straight like tennis mode or like Susie from Curb where I'm like, you know, you got to make it through. The IT band's acting up a little bit. I got to go to the bathroom. But it's kind of like my personal marathon where I'm like, I got to do it. I got to be able to finish it. And so I was able to uh, make it back to the hotel. It's very enjoyable. That's how I want to spend my vacations. A lot. Long places, walk with yeah. some uh, earbuds in, <coughs> got back, the elevators weren't working, so it became a little uh, longer, uh, but it was great. Nice way to see the city. Sounds fantastic. It was fantastic. You got to have a drink with uh, Defop Sean. That's right. That was very nice. And his buddy. They, they know how to do a potato Isaac. in this town, by the way. They do do a potato well. Yeah. All different kinds. I feel like I've eaten like 35 potatoes in three days. That's good for you. Okay. I respect that. I think that probably brings us uh, to... uh, Oh, gosh. Grouse, I I have nothing else to say for the pod, so go ahead. Speak your piece. Uh, I mean, I think there's no doubt that the Oscar the Grouse this week has to be the United States of America. I mean, in seven, back in 1776, we, you know, we had some things going for us. It's been 242 years. I don't know. I mean, not to say that uh, there's nothing wrong with this country, but, you know, we weren't, we weren't here for three days and there was a, a mass shooting, uh, Hate crime, and their leader <laughs> poo pooed it and talked instead about uh, I don't know pitchers not staying in long enough or or whatever it is. I don't have anything to super eloquent to say. Just that uh, you know we're not we're not the best. Well, I'm burying the hatchet with England. I'm good with you now, England. You're burying the hatchet. Yeah, I'm good. I mean. We took what we needed, both my places. <laughs> Worked out great. And uh, now I would love to come back and visit I mean, more don't often. get me wrong. When I watch The Patriot, I'm still going to be rooting for Mel Gibson. Okay. And, and you know, speaking of which, there's a, you know. Well, I was going to uh, say, yeah, I don't yeah. think you are rooting for him. Well, yeah, I'm more rooting for Heath Ledger. Uh, but then, you know, when he dies, you know, you know, then we move on. By the way, a, a, movie, a, a, a movie about... <laughs> 
the Revolutionary War and they get two Australians to play the Americans? Well, I guess that's fine. That's good. We're all inclusive. How about this guy on my, on my plane ride over? Okay. So I am 19C. And so I walk up and I see, okay, this is 19C. And there's a gentleman sitting in, in my seat, 19C. Oh, you didn't tell me this. Oh, I didn't tell you this. I thought this was going to be the other lady. Yeah. So I go up and, uh, you know, I, I'm not a confrontational person in these situations. And uh, I don't like to inconvenience others in these situations. But I say, uh, you know, he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. I say, you know, excuse me. I think I'm uh, 19C. This is 18C. <laughs> what kind of freaking guy do you have to be to not even acknowledge that maybe you're sitting in the wrong seat? Right. Oh, is it? Maybe just look up a little bit and check. He's so adamant. And at this point, I'm like stunned at the audacity of this guy. Like, I think I actually fell silent. And the woman behind me is like, no, this is 19C. Oh, really? He's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I guess, it, I guess it is, okay. And then he moves up to his uh, next seat. He's so flustered. He leaves his briefcase underneath the seat here. I'm like, excuse me, buddy, here's your briefcase. Uh, Can you imagine what kind of person are you, honestly? Yeah, like as your as your hair trigger response is just to defend yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. I think we know exactly what kind of person that is. Yeah, that was crazy. There was this really tall fellow uh, from Toronto to. You really were taking notes this whole trip. I should have been taking notes. Yeah, there was this really tall guy from Toronto to London, and so he was supposed to be in my row and uh, in the window seat, but he was like legitimately tall, and so I guess he wanted an aisle seat, and so he went up and he like asked him, you know, if there are open aisle seats, like can I grab one of those? I think, and I think they said yes. This guy goes up to first class. No way. Sits in an aisle seat, and before the plane even took off, they're like. Dude, you know, like you can't, we said you could take an ILZ, but you can't, you can't just go up and sit in first class. Uh, and you like move. play it all dumb, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. I didn't know. And so then he, uh, that's like a Wendell Small He moves move. back. Yeah, that was, uh, that was fantastic. I feel like I would want to spend some time in a Toronto. I enjoyed that airport. Oh, okay. The uh, Starbucks there was run by I've never all, had the pleasure. all Indian aunties. Nice. Outstanding. So, I right. they can make make. I bet they can make you a masala cha. Yeah, I would think so. There was a Jeff Stoutland lookalike on my uh, <laughs> first on my first flight from Where'd Philadelphia to notes? Toronto, like to the point where I legitimately thought it was him. And then he took off his glasses, and it didn't look like him. Mm. So I don't think it was him. Maybe you took off your glasses. No, I don't wear glasses. Oh, yeah. LASIK, my friend. Nice. Yeah. My wife too. Oh, fantastic. All right. Um, well, now I'm trying to think back. You got to anything? Okay. Well, I do have to say that uh, at the uh, at the Brighton game, we had the pleasure of sitting behind or sitting in front of this, like you know, not elderly couple, but older couple, who were like narrating the game in yeah. just the filthiest fashion. Oh, I had that, one of those too. Uh, yeah, it would. I wish that I, I wish that they could be the narrators to my life. Yeah. Ah, bong you like. I guess I guess the kids listening, well, I can't really uh, give you the full recap, but uh, I wrote, I had written a quote <clears throat> down, but now I don't see it. That I said? No, uh, yeah. it it was like the same. Oh, thing. and I will say the other thing about walking the city is like what made the whole thing worth it is every now and then when uh, you would just happen to eavesdrop and overhear like yes, that's a what del- mine like was. A, a perfect phrase like yeah. when we first go into one of the markets, like we're walking along. 
and we just there's this one lady who's walking past us and she's on the phone and we just see her go and I'm like ah piss off yes and like so like oh thank you thank you so much yes I had one of those it, it's actually too filthy for me to say the words <laughs> but the woman was outside on the street on the phones saying good evening I hope you enjoy your evening with that absolute bleeping bleep Use your imagination. Is it, is it uh, F and T? Uh, first part is correct. Oh, is it C? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! In the in the British accent, oh, I was like, oh my god! That is good. What is that person on the other phone that doing? That is great. That was fantastic. probably sitting at home watching TV. Yeah, so I had <laughs> very to. normal occurrence. Yeah, I had. Oh, uh, that's that very down, good. So that was good. Okay. Um. Okay, so why don't we actually quickly, because we, we, we'll, mm. we won't be back until uh, Birds with Friends Radio on Wednesday, Wednesday with Jack Fritz this week yeah. at 8 o'clock on WIP. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about this Eagles team heading into the bye? How about heading into the trade deadline? Heading into the trade deadline. Oh, that'll have a short shelf life. <laughs> <laughs> no, people listen, people listen to That's this true. before That's Tuesday. True. Do you think they're going to make a move? No. All right, I do. What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Something probably stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. There's too many holes and injuries on this roster, uh, I think, for them to take the long view and say, you know, eh, I'm going to All right, devil's advocate. Okay. Running back. <clears throat> no. They're getting Darren Sproles back. I mean, are I'm, you I, serious? I, I'm, no, but I'm telling you, this, this could be the thinking. Okay. Wide receiver. Jordan Matthews has shown a little bit of juice, and Matt Collins and or Mike Wallace are probably coming back. Maybe. I still think that, to me, seems like the most logical. Uh, maybe it's one of your like J.J. Nelson-type guys. My guy. Just a burner on the outside who can give you more than three snaps a game. Shelton Gibbs, a nice block on that screen now. That was a that was a hold for sure. Nice hold now. <laughs> Not a hold if they don't call it now. That was a. Can you imagine if they called that, which they should have? Like, uh, could they have? Could they bury Shelton Gibson further? Um, offensive line, you got all these injuries, but you know maybe guys are getting healthy. No, I think they're okay there. Defensive line, they got maybe yes. they like this defensive tackle group now. What? I I'm trying to be Well, you're speaking nonsense. They Jim Schwartz was just ripping all these defensive tackles last week yeah, saying they sure got was. me a bunch of guys on the practice squad who I got to play now. And Why do you it. think the defense and is playing Josh Sweat now? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Corner. Maybe Sidney Jones is coming back soon. Yeah, I don't think they're doing anything there. I think Burner. Safety of Ante Maddox looks like a keeper. Yeah, I think uh I think speed wide receiver. You're going to bring in Michael the Burner Turner. Or defensive line. What a misnomer. One that was. or two of those. It may not be the, the biggest splash, but I think there will be players on the 53-man roster who are uh, taking snaps when this team is next on the field at one or did both anybody, of those positions. Uh, we haven't, I haven't even looked at the... We're not on the team right now. Did anybody lose today in a sense that would like... Make them sellers for sure. Yeah, Odell like, Beckham. Do you want to trade for him? You're Giants. How are you taking it? Great. I, I told you this is a win-win for me all along. Meanwhile, meanwhile, my Seahawks are looking good. They're looking good. Dolphins, I think, are sellers now. They're four and four, but they're they stink. No, they're not going to sell. 
Jaguars? Anybody you want on the Jaguars? Dante Fowler? They're not going to be trading people. Why not? This never happens in the NFL. Their team's blo- but their team was yelling the at each other. The team has to have like one or zero. I should not have right stayed now. out with Barry Church last night. No wonder this happened to my voice. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Broncos. Demarius Thomas's name did get brought up today in another... I don't think it was Eagles related, but I did see him in a trade rumor thing. Well, how about this Deshaun Jackson noise? What would you realistically... But Fitzpatrick got back in that game today. Yeah, and they almost And he was catching bombs, right? Yeah. So... What would you trade for Deshaun? Do you trade a... What's his contract? Is he on... Can he be on the team next year or no? I think he can't be, but it's like $10 million or something. Okay. Would you trade... A fifth? I would. And Shelton Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would. What would you also throw in? uh... All right, too slow. End the pot. Braxton Miller. All right, so what did you ask? How do I feel about the team? So I think they're going to make a move. You don't think they're going to make a move. How they are a game and a half behind Washington. Yeah. I feel, you know, I, I really didn't articulate my Philadelphia Indian thing uh, as well as I wanted to. Okay. Take you no, I'm not doing there. it now. I just want to, like, prematurely apologize. Let me chew on it and come back well, with some clearer uh, thoughts. Didn't make a lot of sense, I feel. That's what all. are you talking about? You said it was binary. There were only two, <laughs> two types of people. Uh, how do I feel about this team? You know what? I still think... I think the most likely, like if you're giving me the range of zero to a hundred, and say what's the what do they call it, the uh, I don't know the eighty five percent outcome or whatever. Sure. I think I still think most likely is that they sort of water gun to your head. You think they win the division? I think I would say yes. You. I think water gun to my head, I would say no. Okay. But I I think it's I think it's like a coin flip. I think that's probably about right. Yeah. Still have five division games. Uh what I was gonna say is I, I still think there's a ceiling of the team that it's not the most likely scenario. I think that's right. But the ceiling is still there uh with this quarterback. Yeah. I think I think this team could get to the Super Bowl mm, with I, this quarterback. Yeah, I can't I think like, say that right now, but yeah, it's an outlandish right. thing to say. But yeah. yeah, I also think I just said I don't even think they're going to win division. But I think that yeah. that is their ceiling. That that they have that variance within them because of the quarterback. I I think that's right. Like they have obviously much more variance than a team like Washington or Dallas. Yes. the others in the division. Like they Washington's don't have, they Washington's don't have that ceiling. Upside is the second round, right? And so I think. They're going to think about that as an organization. I don't think it's yeah. going to lead them to do something stupid, but I think that they're going to be pretty easily able to talk themselves into that. Let me ask you that. this. Yeah. What would you trade to Indianapolis for Frank Reich? What do they want? Name your price. Okay. Yeah. How about would you trade Derek Barnett 
And a first-round pick for Frank Reich. No. <laughs> I mean, I would, yes, but I no. I, I would could. you trade? Would you trade a straight-up first-round pick for Frank Reich? I mean, I told you I would. Yeah. Trade okay. Him. If you were Howie Roseman, would you? No, trade? No, I would not. If you were Howie Roseman, would you trade? I know. I'm really just end it. Would you trade? Um, this is the last one I'm answering. Well, then it and, then be I'm, good. and then I'm unplugging my microphone <laughs> and kicking you out of my room. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, I've run out of steam. That's okay. You have no voice left. The lozenge wrapper, the lozenge has been opened. I moved on to my second lozenge. The second lozenge. All right. So that's right. You will be flying pack Wednesday. Hopefully, you don't get a delay. Hopefully not. And so you're there for. The Halloween Birds with Friends Radio. Oh man, I got to think of a Halloween theme for the show. We'll be doing it with Jack Fritz, eight o'clock on WIP. You can listen live or you can listen to the podcast form. And then I don't know what we're going to do after that. We'll figure it out. There's no game next week. We will obviously have stuff on theathletic.com/slash Philly/slash WIP if you want to sign up. And uh, we'll go from there. Second half of the year is upon us. We've made it this far. Would you, Shiel Kapadia, oh you trade no more caffeine for the rest of the season in exchange for Frank Reich's return? Just through the end of the season. And how long am I... But I don't really care, like... Why do I want to help the Eagles? You're the or, one who just said you want to Or Well, yeah, it does actually help me selfishly because he will help me write better stuff because he actually yes. answers questions and gives good insight. Get to be around the guy 10 minutes a week. Mm. Best 10 minutes of the week. No, I'm not giving up caffeine. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you don't like it that much. Yeah. And if it was, if it was Pretty Boy McVeigh, on the other hand, you know, then, then all of a sudden you're well, throwing out that coffee maker. Well, yeah, then you're going to have naturally high energy levels being around him. That's true. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. From foggy London town. For Sheila Kapadia, I'm Bo Wolf, and as always, we love you.